0: The following program is paid for by Little John Financial Services. The opinions and views expressed may not reflect those of Brook Communications, its affiliates, or its employees. This is KQEN Local Talk at 4. Every weekday, News Radio 1240 KQEN brings you local information at 4 o'clock. Now, True Wealth, presented by Little John Financial Services. Here are David Little John and Katie Shook with True Wealth on News Radio 1240 KQEN. All right, gang, welcome to the True Wealth Radio Show. We are excited to be here. It's your favorite Tuesday you've had all week, and I am excited to share with you the longer you listen, unlike drinking, the smarter and better looking you will actually get on this program.
1: I know there's a lot of people that get better looking the more I drink.
0: Well, that may be true, <laughs> but if you listen to this show, it'll last longer. That's the that truth, right? That is the honest truth there right there. There you go. <laughs> so get better looking and smarter listening to this show, or so I've been told, right? Oh, my um, goodness. Documented by lots and lots of fictional characters everywhere. We are glad that you have joined us today, where we are focusing on many things, but mostly today really will be a true wealth show.
1: Oh, nice. I like right? these
0: shows. These are fun, where we get to talk about the stuff that is working in life, and we're going to talk a little bit about um, a recent study uh, that came out. This was published on Investopedia, right? So if oh, you've not heard source. of Investopedia, is kind of a fun one. Lots of great information that you can go if you want to learn more about the investment world. And talking about how much people are saving in their four hundred and one k plans, uh, and I think that's a fascinating study right now. Okay.
1: When was this study done and and when was it published? Because I'm pretty sure those numbers have changed drastically in the last couple months. Well,
0: you know, we might be pushing it a little bit to say in the last couple of months. So... Uh, let me, I'm going to try to drag it up. It's not actually ready already already, but we'll, we'll get there. So give
1: me the, give me the cliff notes. By the way, that is a funny thing to even say because our generation remembers yeah, what cliff notes cliff is. Notes are. but you say cliff notes to like, I said, I made the mistake and I said, let me get a Xerox of that. And my kid goes, what's a Xerox? And I was oh, like, oh it's like now uh, I got to explain.
0: <laughs> well, here, let me test you. Do you, oh, know no. what a, do you know what a mimeograph is?
1: A mimeograph?
0: Aha! See? <laughs> Is that
1: like, it, are those like the blue colored ones that our teachers used to use? Yeah, where we had like the really, thing that rolled
0: around. And where we had <laughs> like the
1: really crappy copies of everything uh-huh. growing up in school. I was like, how many times have you copied that? Like I can't even read the copy number. Copy?
0: It's pretty thin. It
1: was awful, right? Yes, it was. Well, I remember having like those clear vell- vellum sheets that they used to draw on with mm-hmm. the dry erase markers, with the overhead projector. and
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, but, goodness. Oh, times passed, right?
1: Our kids have no idea. So, and no you know, we had
0: to go walk to school uphill both ways
1: <laughs> in the uh, snow and the rain. Yes. with our
0: books in one hand and <laughs> you had to carry your cold lunch in the other. And it was, uh, you know,
1: I don't remember my teachers having microwaves in their classrooms for us to use.
0: That was not a thing. No, that was like and if they existed, it was not accessible.
1: Oh, uh-uh. no. I remember just getting excited if a teacher had candy. It's like, oh, you did a good job. You got a piece of candy today. I was like, oh
0: yep oh how the time of course I remember when we had classrooms oh I know trust me it's our children day.
1: do too and they wish we did again so yes
0: well uh, you know I trust we will eventually move that direction so I, I'm gonna just remind you I have faith in certain things okay I'm not gonna we're not gonna dwell much on the chaos that is this world but I will say I have faith for a couple of reasons one because I think that generationally we do learn and change, True. right? And so some people, there are things that are hard to get over. You're born with it, and it's not that you can't learn it, but it's just hard. But the next generation gets a different take, and a different take. And so, uh, like right now, today is, uh, I think they're calling it Blackout Thursday. It's part of the Black Lives Matters movement. Uh, I don't know what to add to that other than this simply. Be a part of the change that you want
1: to see. Be a solution, not part of the problem. Yeah. So be, you know, exemplify that though. If if so, and teach this lesson to your children right. and your grandchildren.
0: And so that's it. It's just then don't, and and be educated. If, if if there's a element of racism that you don't know or understand, then learn about it. Right. Be open. Right. Uh, that goes for everybody. Right. That, you know, like, like it's not racism is not a single issue because we could say it a different way. If it wasn't racism, it could also be um, unfair stereotypes. Fair enough. We do. We we unfairly stereotype lots of people.
1: I had a conversation the other day with a gentleman who is Indian. Um, and not Native American Indian, but, like, from India, Indian. Mm-hmm. And he said, we even are racist against our own kind. Like, we grade on the color of their skin or what region they're from. And so he goes, it's not, you know, like, so, there's some racism that exists even I, in between I, That's the I same think culture. that's the
0: reality. Uh, some of it, there are reasons it's hard, okay? Some of this is part of a fight-or-flight mechanism. Now, that's, that's something worthy of noting because— uh, I, uh, so this is not self-promotion, but it is sort of uh, I guess if you go to uh, we have a YouTube channel and you can see some of the things and uh, back in 2017 I gave a TED talk, right a TEDx talk here locally about what I call the think feel conundrum and and the summation of it is this that in periods of heightened stress we transition from logical rational thinking to, essentially a fight-or-flight response. And the fight-or-flight doesn't just have to be in an immediate threat situation. It can be in a prolonged aggravated state of stress if you're under a lot of stress at your job. Uh, Think about if you're a single parent trying to balance all of the things in your life and the amount of stress that you are under. What will happen is that persistent state will make it very, very difficult, if not impossible, to engage in certain pragmatic or logical thinking because you're you're essentially triggered into that fight or flight, sp- and it's a chemical response. And right. And by the
1: way, we're not picking on any gender, age, race. No, this race. is everybody. This, this is, is a chemical thing like that happens human in brain your body. Function thing. Right. So I'm going to bring up. I know you're still looking. I don't know if you're still looking for the thing. Um, I got it. Yeah. So there's an interesting show on Netflix right now, and it's called Hundred Humans and they actually do experiments and they have all sorts of ages, races, so they they lumped them based on age groups because a lot of them is testing like the 20s versus the 30s versus the 40s Mm -hmm. and different groups come out victorious in different challenges, so it kind of depends. But it was interesting because they actually did one with a gun, right? And they compared between like, you know, would you kill an innocent versus someone who looks guilty? But the funny thing is kind of going around all of this race stuff, Um, is the casting director was actually a black man and they put him in there. And interestingly enough, most of the humans actually pulled the gun on him and they were talking about bias and gender bias and racial bias. They were actually, and then they just to make sure that it wasn't left, right biased, they actually put him half the time on the left side and half the time on the right to make sure they kind of eliminated other bias. And once the people that did actually pull the gun, who would have, te- you know, like there wasn't live rounds or anything right, like right. that. It was a simulation. People were actually very emotional and distraught, thinking that they might have killed somebody that they knew and actually cared very, like respected highly and had fun with. And and they, it, so it was a very fascinating study just on – um on the way we perceive the world, but um, so if you're if you're binge watching Netflix and looking for something scientific and kind of interesting based on different biases that we have, Hundred Humans is a very fascinating yeah. show.
0: It's it's incredible. We we all have like we literally all of us have blind spots, things that you don't recognize that you do, whether it's a communication style or something that you ignore, uh, and a lot of biases. Just so we're clear, can be overcome with. Uh, It's called training, right? You may have an initial response to something, but, you know, and it stays in your head and you gather yourself. You know, so it's like, uh, 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 this is a joke, okay? And I hope for everybody else listening it's a joke too. This is not real. But let's say that, you know, my kid is being really irritating and I just want to smack him, right? (laughs) Okay, you just want to smack him. But you don't actually do it, you know. You gather yourself Are in your you head. Sure? You're like, I want to spank. Are you me. sure? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not advocating <laughs> the great abuse. debate of spanking. I'm not <laughs> advocating abuse on the show <laughs> here. <laughs> um, you know, we're not going there, not today. But the idea is, you know, you may even think to yourself, like, and then, but you don't. You gather yourself, and you, you know, you do the parent thing, and you go, Hey, look, cut it out. There's going to be other consequences. You know, you set whatever parameters. And you you rein it in and every kid's different and every parent's different. But the idea is, are you lashing out in anger or do you compose yourself right there's
1: there's times so i i used to joke around a little bit when sophia was an infant and you know when you have that binky and the kids like spit out the binky or the whatever you want to call it the pacifier for the the umpteenth time and you're like i get why a parent would duct tape it to their mouth now i've never done that nor do i advocate for that right that's not the right way to do it but you get the irritation again the over and over and over again irritation where i'm like haha that's funny i get where a parent like why a parent would think that would be solution
0: even for a minute well let me put it this way like it is a solution not it's not an okay one (laughs) it's not an okay one (laughs) you know i used to tease we had kids (laughs) that would get out of bed and they they just wouldn't stay in bed i'm like you know what would be great a blanket sleeper pajamas made of velcro just sticking to the sheets, and then I was like, Yeah, but if there was ever a problem, and you know, you can't do that, come on. But you, I, I'm not saying that like... somebody's gonna misquote that someday and be like, You want a Velcro? You're no, I'm not saying that. I never
1: actually did it, I only I, thought it, and I, I kind of just... smirked when I did it. Exactly,
0: it's like you know, the part of me that's like, he, and they're like, No, you can't do that. <laughs>
1: But, or could I? <laughs> but you, you,
0: you get the idea is that there's a there's a difference between what you think and what you do. Okay, And so, we can train around those. That's way, my point.
1: There's a difference of what you could do and what you should do. And I say that actually a lot in our office because we do get phone calls about financial questions. And they're like, can I do this? Like, and I'm can like, you? well, I legally, suppose it's yeah, you can in your
0: grasp. But, but why but that would be do you
1: want to do that? Because that's going to kind of blow up your taxes. And they're like, oh, oh, well, no, I didn't really want to do that. I wanted to do this thing. And I'm like, OK, let's talk about what you actually want to do. Right. And let's get the mission done together. So there's sometimes the lack of information. What you can do legally and what you should do are not always the same thing right like there's there's legality and then there's social norms and other things but i digress it's just funny what you can do so that's my kind of mantra i think for the last few years even in the office oh yeah we say that all the time what what you you should do 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 are not the same thing
0: my and you know my whole point of this entire segment was um understanding the difference between think and feel right the feel emotion is the one that can lead you down you know passion leads to decisions that you sometimes Regret. Logic sometimes leaves you decisions that you regret, but statistically speaking, the passionate decisions tend to be the ones that cause you the most problems.
1: Well, and we talk about this a lot for investing, but not necessarily in our personal lives. Right, but well, it matters in the same place. And I'm by gonna, the way, the, I'm going to
0: bring it back to investing today. We'll actually bring this in because this whole thing that's going it's on in the world. Well, it's about, but it is relevant because uh, there may be a, there may be knock on effects to the market to the economy. Right. So we're, we're still trying to determine what that means. There's certainly underlying social elements at play here that are significant and worth exploring, even though that's not the purpose of this show. Right. The purpose of this show is about finance and education and helping you to to harness true well, wealth. We
1: talk about human behavior all the time when we, it comes we, to we investing. Do. So human understanding human behavior but, is important. But that,
0: that's where we're going to kind of gravitate on this one is that uh in the midst of all the chaos is let's see if we can't find uh, a couple of shreds of sanity and a couple of ways that we can maybe pump the brakes for ourselves to make sure that what we are doing is being part of the solution okay? and that we are trying to engage in a thoughtful fashion. Right. Cause, cause that's my reach it brother. That's it's, emotions are, we've said this on the show many, 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 many times. Emotions sacrifice accuracy for speed. They do. Emotions sacrifice accuracy for speed. So we're going to talk about how can we be more accurate in our behavior, specifically around investing and around true wealth. We're going to unpack some of that. We're going to take a break because we need to so when we come back let's get into a little bit of this idea so first off thinking about our future which is weird today how much should you be saving and we're going to talk about where you are in the picture and where you might want to go that and more when we come back this is david littlejohn and katie show and you're listening to true wealth on news radio
1: 1240 kqen
0: This is KQEN Local Talk at 4 on News Radio 1240, KQEN. Hey, gang, welcome back to the True Wealth Radio Show. I am your host, David Littlejohn, my co hostess.
1: Oh, I love it. Although, every time you say hostess, it makes me want chocolate. I'm Katie Shook.
0: (laughs) All right. And uh, the chocolatier with me.
1: So, Katie in studio. I, I am not the COVID person that's coming out 20 pounds lighter, I'm not heavier. But I'm not 20 pounds lighter, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, this is. I've. I'm, um,
1: I'm kind of guilty about eating a little bit of my feelings during this I, time. I
0: have made the uh, tactical error, perhaps, of uh, attempting to change my eating habits while in the middle of changing everything else in our lives that is the COVID shift or whatever we call it. So I'm, I'm doing the no carb thing right now.
1: How's that not working for you? The low
0: carb. Well,. You okay. actually
1: look thinner, though. You've slimmed down some.
0: Um, a little bit, I have, and it's, you know, I'm also moving more. With the with the sun waking up earlier, I get to wake up earlier. David
1: is solar powered. I He really am. He might as well just have like one of those solar panels on your top of your head or something, because you are totally solar powered. It's
0: crazy how much happier I am when the sun is out and shining. I'll go to bed right now at eleven thirty midnight Sun's coming up, and I'll wake up at quarter five, and I'm like, "All right, let's go tackle the world." And if I got that much sleep in the winter time, I'd be like. Oh, my gosh.
1: <laughs> yeah. David wakes up. You're like a groundhog. No sun, no shadow. It's like, oh, I'm going back. to
0: bed. Yeah. It's like we're hibernating. We're hibernating. As going I like to, to say, it's like, you know what? I'm going to need a like a comforter and some gravy. <laughs> a bowl of gravy. I was just,
1: like, just gravy. Just, just, <gasps> it's time just to the nest. thought of that just makes <laughs> just, me like my I, arteries clogged. I
0: just need to just shell away. Oh. Anyway, uh, so. I'm, I'm issuing challenges. You want to know the fitness challenge of the month? Who wants to join me? I have a fitness challenge for you.
1: Fit? Well, I want to hear it first before I agree to join.
0: Okay. So right now, the fitness challenge is simply, uh, I, I will I will share it with you. I have to go back here. So Because um, because it comes from, there's a, there's an equation. I'm not going to share what it is. But any of you listeners that figure it out, uh, email us at info at littlejohnfs.com. So here's the deal, it's eight push-ups, 10 sit-ups, and six air squats, and if the bonus would be if you have a, the ability to do them somewhere, eight pull-ups.
1: Okay, and, then, and how many times are you repeating this cycle?
0: Well, today I would say if you could go through it three cycles, you'd be great, but all you have to do is one time.
1: And does this right, change every day, or is this like, this is it change, for the month?
0: It'll change every day.
1: Now, are you going to post this out? Are you, I'm, I'm challenging you. Are you going to post this on our Little okay, John? Okay, we will. David is going to post Okay, so you'll,
0: you'll help remind me to get it set up tomorrow, but we will on post On Facebook,
1: this. on our Little John page, every day, if you want to accept the challenge.
0: Yep, so if you want to accept the challenge. All right. And this is... Uh, it's a gentle person's challenge, right? Gentleman's or gentlewoman's challenge. So we're not, there's nothing riding on this other than your personal fitness. But I'm going to post these every day. And then what you can do is private message our business page. And when you do, if you can figure out the pattern of where the numbers come from, okay? Because I am not making them up. I'm not making them up. I want to see if you can figure out what the pattern is It's
1: not like something like pie
0: no no it's this is actually Which would be remarkably easy <laughs> it's remarkably easy and what we'll do is we will also um on the next show next week i will give another hint if nobody has got it okay if okay, nobody's so, figured it out and if we figured it out then i'll share the they'll share the answer next so they're week.
1: supposed to private message you the answer
0: private message because i don't it's more fun if we don't do it in the big thread where everybody starts. I can't stop you if you're. I mean, I guess if you're I could gonna go post out. it. You're
1: gonna post it, but yeah, right. Okay. So if
0: you want to, if you want to just say like, all oh, right, it's this. Okay. Okay. But, right. but let's so make it a w- challenge for people.
1: When the show is over, David is gonna find that and screen share it to our Facebook page, or at least screen right. share. Right. So it to I'll, me. I'll
0: go post it on on Facebook. So it's eight push ups, ten sit ups, six air squats, which is just doing like a standing squat, no weight or anything, and then eight pull-ups and the pull-ups are if you don't have a pull-up bar don't do it don't worry about it
1: yeah pull-ups are kind of hard although Kay. you can get that bar that hangs in like your doorway well somehow. you, you but know not you, everybody has one if of those. you want
0: to add it uh you know to the rest of it then that's fine but but that's i'm not advocating that you do uh, if you don't have the ability to do pull-ups because you don't have the equipment then so be it but everybody could do push-ups sit-ups and air squats and you're welcome to modify it to your fitness level and if you're in great shape you should just do this because of the novelty of it and then go do whatever workout you're going to do if you're not in shape at all then this is your starting point right cool but this is our june challenge so uh we're going to go through june and we'll see if people can figure it out and it will change and it will be pretty random
1: well so i'm gonna say i'm gonna accept the challenge because i'm like okay it doing it once i can do it in like less than five minutes so Mm -hmm. and obviously my goal would be to do it more than once but i think i could do something like that at least once okay so yeah i'll i'll I'll, I'll accept the challenge we'll see now i'm somewhat setting myself up a little bit for failure because my life is a little hectic in the next couple days well doing
0: a total of eight push ups, ten sit ups.
1: I can do it. It's not much.
0: Six air squats could be done in under two minutes.
1: Right. Like this is not complicated stuff. So I would say if you are accepting here's my here's my other thing. If you're accepting the challenge, which I'm gonna do, set an alarm on your phone that says do the daily workout.
0: You also get a and and you know bonus point Let's help, let's share this on Facebook. It'd be kind of fun, I'd love to see how many people we can get on this and see if they can figure it out. Again, it's not super sophisticated. If somebody's gonna figure this out, they're gonna be like But this is, a. it's it's relevant to the show, it's relevant to your health. Uh, There is no downside to doing this. I think provided that there's no medical reason that you don't do these, we can all benefit from moving just a little bit. and and these are not such high numbers that they should be exhausting. Look, if you can't do a push-up, do them from your knees. Modify it so you can. That you stand can. and do
1: one with the wall. Like you can do a standing yeah. push-up if you had to if you can't get down on your knees. Right. Do a standing one. Just yeah, lean just, into just the wall. Just kind
0: of lean into the wall, make get the weight that you can manage and and do that. Okay. Okay. So and what
1: wait, one more time. What are the numbers? It's what 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 what? what?
0: 8 push-ups. Okay. 10 sit-ups. Okay. 6 air squats. Air squats, okay. And then eight pull-ups. The last one is the trickiest one. Trying to figure out where that one comes from is the trickiest one. The only hint I'm giving you right now. Okay.
1: All right. We can do that. Okay. Challenge accepted. Challenge accepted. Okay. All right. Next. So, you, before we left, you said, how much do you need to be saving?
0: Yes, you need to save eight push-ups no i'm kidding uh (laughs) so uh, this comes from this study so you know fidelity has done some studies for a while now and they talk about how much money you should have saved up by different ages and i think this is really helpful there's there's a couple of shortcuts that i'm going to share with you so i like your shortcuts. these are napkin plan financial tips Okay. Yep,
1: simple enough, you can draw it on a napkin.
0: There you go. Napkin plan financial advice may even find its way onto one of those little radio promos that we do. They're, they're that easy. So uh, the first one is the Fidelity study said, how much money should you have in a retirement plan by the time you are 30? Now, it's not a dollar figure. Although, generally speaking, they, they did say the dollar figures you should have uh, f- about $50,000. But what they said is you should have one year of your salary.
1: By the time you're 30. By the
0: time you're 30. Okay. So, by the time you're 40, you should have three times your annual salary. (laughs) Okay. By the time you are 50, it should be six times your salary. And by the time you are 60, you should have eight times your salary. Okay. And then at 67, and why age 67? Because that's full retirement age.
1: Well, that's that's full Social Security age Full retirement
0: age for Social Security. I yeah, that's I was going to say, because
1: technically, for retirement plans, retirement age is 59 and a half. And yeah, or
0: 55, even, if yeah. you're at a-
1: if you're in a and if you're in a 401k and, and still you're working separate and separate from service yeah. after the age of 55,
0: yeah. then you can, uh, you know, access that out of the 401k plan without the p- tax penalty. Okay, or so in it, case it's this year where it's COVID exemptions oh, and now there's no gosh. early withdrawal penalties. Yeah, and I'm, there's other exotic rules that even advisors are starting to figure out. Like you can borrow from your IRA and put it back over the next three years if you have certain triggering hardship events. And it's like, oh, bloody. Uh, you know the IRS is going to be chasing their tails on that one.
1: There, yeah, I'm. I'm excited and fearful of all of the weird rules they're going to create by the end they of this year to rules. make up to. Here's here's the simple oh, rule. What was on 67? Retirement. I wrote them all down, but oh, 67. 67, 10 times, 10 times. Okay, so we're building our way up to 10 times. 10 times in our salary. Your, your salary.
0: Okay. Uh, and then I've got another another sort of back of the napkin calculation for you. Okay. If you want to know. How How much much do I need to retire? How much do I need to retire? So yeah, how much do I need to retire? Then we're going to play a game and we're going to play it backwards. Okay, first you go, what kind of life would you love to live one day? Like if you could (laughs) could pick your retirement, what would it look like?
1: (laughs) Celebrity status. (laughs) Okay.
0: And you figure out, like, what's it cost? You know, how much money are you going to spend each month?
1: You know, there's, there's, there's some fixed factors in that. And then there's some moving ones that the fixed factors, you know, when you start talking about like, oh, well, if my house is paid off, then I, you know, I have property taxes and utilities and stuff. And those will go up over time, but no. like not. Those are what I call life support costs, those are, right? right? So what's
0: what's the but, life support number? But the
1: one that's the moving part that I'm like, I don't know, is, is stuff like travel. I've talked a lot about travel. It's one of my passions and my hobbies. I love to travel. And I have no clue what travel is going to cost 20, 30 years from now. I just don't yeah like i mean are airplane tickets still going to be 50 to 500 dollars? are they going to be like three thousand dollars how is the cost of inflation going to affect that are we going to have inflation you know are we going to be traveling by different means 20 30 years from now just i don't even know how to price that into my retirement plan david how would you price something like that in if i were a client sitting in front of you going hey my job i want to i want to travel for at least a solid month a year And have many vacations.
0: First, I would say, let's not talk about future prices. Let's talk about today. Okay. If you could retire right now, like if you were going to just say, Katie, you know, magic wand, poof, you're retired. Now you need to know how much money do you think you're going to spend, and I'm going to say kind of on average in a month, and then we're going to talk about how much do you think you'll spend in a typical year.
1: Okay. And I'm just giving you figures? And we're just talking hypothetically? Okay. So average in a month... um, $7,000 Seven eight thousand dollars. Seven to eight thousand dollars. Okay,
0: so uh, let's and what we're going to do is we're going to kind of err on the high side. Okay, of Okay, so let's let's we do well. eight thousand
1: dollars a month. So eight thousand
0: dollars, and let's say that uh, you know if we had two percent inflation, which we don't, we what we would do is say because this is the cheat, right? How do you figure out how much you need? So if you want eight thousand dollars, now I'm going to ask you the next question: How much do you think that you're going to get? from fixed income sources. And again, let's just use today's dollars because everything in theory should adjust roughly aligned with inflation. So, so
1: when you say fixed income sources, stuff like rentals and retirement accounts If and you have
0: income, yeah. Let's say that you've got a pension plan or social security or something else that you expect is going to pay you money in retirement. So let's start with social security. You said you want to spend $8,000 a month, and let's say you have social security what do you think is a reasonable amount of Social Security?
1: I'm going to be honest; I have no idea what the caps are in Social Security and how that works. They're close to three thousand bucks right now. Okay, so let's say out. let's say I maxed out and I get three thousand a month okay, from Social let's, Security. Okay, let's say that. So first, what we're going to
0: do is we're going to take the eight thousand and we're going to subtract three thousand from. it. Okay. So now we're down to five thousand a month. Okay. Okay. Maybe I should have started with the a higher reason, number. The <laughs> reason, well, no, the reason that we do it this way also is because. We need to know how much savings we have to put into a pot, right? Right. The Social Security is kind of a pot somebody else is putting away for us, and we could have another debate on whether or not we think it'll be there. We're not. going to That's gonna go not there the point today. of the show okay. today. So okay,
1: we're gonna take away the three. We have five do, to yeah, figure so out we how to have 5, make up five
0: thousand. And now, do we have any other sources? Do you have a pension? Do you have an annuity? Do you have like were you a teacher and you're no. gonna get PERS or so something? So I got none
1: of I got none of that okay, funding. So stuff. so
0: we'll keep it easy. Now you've got five thousand dollars a month that you're looking to spend in today's dollars.
1: And I because my husband sells real estate and it's been one of our goals, I'm gonna say, you know what, we have a property rental that brings in fifteen hundred a month. Okay. So perfect. let's add that in. And there let's too.
0: say it's paid for so fifteen hundred and that's gonna be pretty consistent income for you. Then what we can do is we could say, well, let's take five thousand and subtract that fifteen hundred from it as well. Now you have about thirty five hundred dollars a month that you need to be able to create to from pull other from a retirement so, plan. So your nest egg needs to generate thirty five hundred dollars a month. Right. Now I'm going to make another assumption here. Okay. And the assumption is that you would like this money to last a while.
1: Yes. Okay. Like, I would like, like to leave like maybe an inheritance longer to my children. You.
0: Okay. So what are we going to do next? Plan. We're gonna take a break. I'm gonna <laughs> hang you on this one so that when we come back, you're gonna understand how we're we gonna finish the math so that we know how much do we put into our retirement plan? We're really close, but you gotta wait for the other side of this break to find the rest of the equation. We'll be right back. This is David Littlejohn and Katie Shep. And you're listening to True Wealth on News Radio 1240. Take you again. This is KQEN Local Talk at 4 on News Radio 1240. KQEN. All right, gang. Welcome back to the True Wealth Show where, don't worry, we're explaining it too, but we are doing math. Can you believe it? Math on the radio? How can it be, Katie? How can In it be? In your head,
1: shortcuts. Gotta love it. Okay. Oh, my gosh. So-, so we were talking about my hypothetical future, and I have. Social Security and a rental, and you're going to help tell me. If you're
0: just joining us, you're sitting there thinking to yourself, you're doing what? Look, here's the here's I'm going to tell you what we're doing. This is called a financial planning on the back of a napkin. And the idea is you need to know how much to save. We're talking about how much we, uh, a fidelity study says that you should save by the time you are. Certain ages, right? So by the time you're 30, you should have a year's worth of income in savings uh, or in your retirement plan specifically. By the time you're 40, it should be three times your annual salary. At 50, it should be six times. At 60, it should be eight times. And at age 67, 10 times the amount of money that you are earning per year for you to maintain your lifestyle, right? So if you're making 75000 a year, you should have $750,000 saved somewhere. Wow. But you know, there's another way to do this. Right. And so this was the math around, well, what if I wanted to build a lifestyle in retirement? I wanted a certain lifestyle. That's what I asked you, Katie. You so what's your life in retirement look like?
1: Lots of travel.
0: And you said, yeah, I want to travel and I want to do some fun stuff. And I said, how much do you think that's going to cost you? And then you said, I don't know. I said, no, no, let's talk about it today. Don't think about future pricing or anything. Just say today. If you could retire right now and we waved that wand and gave you that retirement life, what would you do and what would it cost? And you came up with the number of between
1: seven and $8,000. Eight so we said 8000 And
0: like any financial guy, I said, well, I'm going to get the big number.
1: <laughs> yeah, like let's not see how little we can live on. Let's let's and go for the bigger because, number. Well,
0: I like to have cushion because, right, if we plan for we need more money and then we get a worse return and we have all kinds of other issues that don't go the we we planned and it yeah. still works out. We got some cushion, right? We right. got a little bit of wiggle room yeah. in our plan, so and that's what we want. When
1: snowmageddon happens and a tree falls on your house and you need to replace your roof?
0: You can maybe do it without bankrupting yourself. There that's you right. go. So we're looking for- That's
1: a legit example too, by the way, of some of the things oh, yeah. that our retirees happened to deal with yes. last year.
0: So we want to have a, a different situation, and we want to be in a financially decent position. So how okay. are we going to do this? Okay. Well. So we, I said we eight thousand dollars. Yeah, right? we need a target. So you want eight grand? And I said, "Well, that's great. Are you going to have any other income sources?"
1: And I said, and, "Yes, and I'm going to have social security, yeah, social security. and a property rental."
0: And what you said is, "My social security." I love it because you you immediately went to like I'm going to make three grand a month on social security. I'm like, Okay, I I think that that's that's pretty high. That means you've it, got to, it is it's you've pretty got ambitious. Got to, you've, but but for it makes the math easy, so we're totally running with it, right? So you also have a rental property that between now and retirement you plan to invest in, and you expect that to pay you $1500 a month. Right. So between $1500 a month of rental income and 3,000 of social security, right. And maybe $3,000 is appropriate if we're talking about uh, but you and Thomas. Right. So True. like like the, the, between, two incomes. Two, the yeah, two between incomes, two three thousand is not far fetched at all. Right. And if eight thousand dollars is like the family income need there, then you go, Okay, well that's everything else paid for, that's
1: pretty Right. So like if the house decent. is paid for and it's right. yeah, so I'm getting so these the Numbers
0: aren't crazy, okay. right? You know? And we look at this and say, Well, how much is left? We had eight thousand, we took three thousand out. And we do it now. We had five thousand. We had to fill the gap. Then we took fifteen hundred of rental and come out. That's thirty five hundred dollars that we need to generate per month from what we have.
1: So how? So what kind of math do we need to do? Okay.
0: So first of all, are we talking about thirty five hundred dollars before or after taxes? After. Okay. After. So if it's after taxes, then we need to kind of approximate our blended tax rate. So we're talking about state and federal and so forth. Okay. Okay. So what is that number? Do you figure?
1: Oh, I don't know. At like okay. tw- I Let's am-
0: say twenty five percent. I was gonna I was gonna okay. shoot for twenty five. So yeah. Here I'm gonna cheat now. Now you're if you're following along with your calculator, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna divide thirty five hundred dollars a month by my by the number one minus my tax rate. Okay. Okay. So, so. what it's gonna be is one minus twenty five percent is seventy five percent. So I'm gonna divide by 0.75 okay okay so 3500 divided by 0. 0.75 and as i'm putting it in the calculator it didn't take the decimal point there we go 0. 0.75 is four thousand six hundred and sixty seven dollars
1: okay so my number that i need to hit is 4667 yep. every so month
0: 4667 okay now here's where the math gets a little f- interesting if we want to be comfortable with the idea that $4,667 a month is not going to run out on us. Okay? We need a nest egg where we're only spending the earnings and the interest, right? right. We're not we're not going to spend the seed corn. Just the harvest seed corn. Just the harvest.
1: You farmer. <laughs>
0: okay? So what we're going to do is we're going to multiply the number that we came up with by well, it, we're, we're, wasn't it
1: like 300 or something it, astronomical?
0: It actually is 300. There's a total mathematical <gasps> Witter, rationale winner, chicken for I'm not going to worry about the math. If you want the math, go to, again, email us. I'll tell you the math or give me a hard time and we'll share it on air. But I think everybody's eyes are going to roll back in their head. But it So comes we're talking back like to, 1.5 million. So roughly, all right. So because we're going to def- multiply this by 300, yeah. And it comes out to 1.4 million.
1: I'll give or take a hundred thousand. <laughs> okay,
0: so $1.4 million. And here's why it works because what happens is you, what's considered a safe withdrawal rate is 4%. Like right. historically, if you don't take out more than 4%, you're unlikely to outlive your money. Okay, so a 4% withdrawal rate, and you do, do over 12 months, right? So right. what's f- $1.4 times 0.04 that's the four percent that turns out to be fifty six thousand dollars a year and if we divide that by 12 that turns out to be four thousand six hundred and sixty seven dollars
1: look at that people and and
0: that's what happens is it's 12 so you multiply your monthly times 12 and then you divide it by 0.4 which is the same as multiplying by 20. So twenty times twelve is what?
1: Crazy, right? Look at all the tw- fun shortcuts. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, it's
0: it's it's um, it's. <laughs> David's remember. having a hard time yeah, doing 25. calculator math because because four four percent is. 125th. Right. Right. So instead of 125th, you multiply by 25 to get the next. So 25 times 12 months, 12 times 25 is 300. All right.
1: So I'm sitting in David's office. I'm 40 years old, and he's just told me that I need to have $1.4 million in the bank. And I have a little gut check and a, a little knot in my tummy going, that sounds like a lot of money, Dave. Well, now I, I got, I, I figure I'm going to work for about another 25 years. Let's say 65, right? Sure. 65 sounds like a good retirement. That's kind of my rough retirement age that I usually kind of throw around with people, about 65. Okay. Right? So how, I mean, because that just sounds like an astronomical amount I need to save over the next 25 years. So how are you, how do you figure out how to tell me how much to save every month now?
0: Well, um, I'm going to go to one of the calculators on our webpage. Okay. And it's going to say, how much should I save each month? And how much are we starting with?
1: Um, Well.
0: Let's say we're starting with zero.
1: I was gonna say, let's just start from the beginning, right? Like I just walked, <laughs> I had this brilliant so moment. Nothing. I listened to the show.
0: You're and let's say that we can get, um, let's shoot for an eight percent annualized return. Okay. And you're gonna go for twenty five years. You said. Yep. So what I did was I went to our webpage, page, uh, little, little johnfs.com. John yep. I went to the tool section. I went into the calculators. And there's a deal. Uh, then the calculator at the bottom of it. it how talks much should about I save Retirement stuff. Month? Month. Yeah. And we're gonna start with a zero balance. We're going to do an 8% annual rate of return, a savings goal of $1.4 million. And a number of years, we're going to try to save. And I'm going to compute this. And it says to me, grind, 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 grind. I need to save $1,472 a month to reach my savings goal.
1: Okay. So that actually, when you look at the math,
0: So it's fourteen hundred and seventy-two dollars. I mean, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money, but
1: it's not like it's ten grand a month. Now,
0: here's what happens, though. Watch what happens if I go from eight percent to ten percent. What do? How many years do you think? Or how much will it go from? If I think it's going to drop to like eight hundred bucks or something instead of fourteen seventy-two, if you can earn ten percent, ten percent, it's a thousand fifty-five.
1: Okay, so my goal is to kind of get some better so, earnings.
0: So 10% at about 1000 bucks a month is going to get you pretty close. The other is give yourself more time. Instead of 25 years, if you gave yourself 27 years and you earned 10%, now it would tell you, oh, well, you need to put in $850 a month. So all these variables are going to say how, how much can you earn and how long do you have.
1: Now... What is, I just out of curiosity, so what does that math look like if I, so let's say I had $50,000 already saved, right? I'm 40 years old and I started my nest egg, but I haven't been saving as aggressively as I needed to. So,
0: so. if you already had 50 grand and you needed to play catch up for 25 years, what's it look like? Yes. This is a great question. I'm going to take the last break. And when we come back, I will totally answer that live on air. We will do the math and explain it to people. I think you're going to be surprised at how big of a difference it makes. All right. Stick around. We'll be right back. This is David Littlejohn. I'm Katie Schuck. And you're listening to True Wealth on News Radio
1: 1240. KQEN.
0: This is KQEN Local Talk at four on News Radio twelve forty KQEN. Hey gang, welcome back to the True Wealth Show. If you were just joining us, it'd be a fun one to go catch the podcast. Uh, we were covering some of the shortcuts and napkin, back of the napkin calculations to figure out how much money do I need to save. Right. As an investor.
1: And right? you can utilize our tools on our website, littlejohnfs.com, right. under the tools tab. So to the
0: tools tab, and you can use the calculators we're talking about. Which, by the way,
1: I still use when people are talking about well, money. They're, they're, all the time. Like I go to our useful. website and just pull them up, and um, I run all the numbers at different percentages. Yeah. Now, by the way, you can't put that you want to make like 30% in the market every year. Cause you, you can <laughs> put
0: that. It's just totally not grounded <laughs> in reality. It's a unicorn. Right? You can, but should you? But well, should you? I think you? that was the question. <laughs>
1: yeah, I can
0: should you? So, yeah, check out the podcast also at littlejohnfs.com. Um, you can go look under the educate tab and we've got all of our past podcasts. OK,
1: so the fictional person, we're kind of yeah. using me, but not using me. And and David, we're just playing for fun. So well, I'm so 40 years old. I have 25 years to save. I We figured out I want I need to save about one point four million based on the fictional person. And I'm saying, hey, David, I, you know, I have been saving. I'm just not sure if I'm saving enough. So right now I'm walking in with 50 grand. Yep. That is in my nest egg so far. So how much should I be putting away every month to get to my goal?
0: Okay, So first I'm going to answer a different question. Where are you relative to average? And this is according to this study we've been tracking. You can find this on investopedia.com. It's a study about what the average person has in 401k balances by, by age category. Okay. So if you're in your 20s, average 20-something has $10,500 in savings, and they're putting about 7% of their income away.
1: Oh wow. On average.
0: Go 20s. The 30-somethings have an average balance of 38,400. They're putting 8% away. The 40-somethings have an average of 93,400. They're also putting 8% away. The 50-somethings are have an average balance of 160,000 and they're putting 10% away. So they're starting to play catch up at this point. The 60-somethings are on average, $182,100 account balance, and they have a contribution rate of 11%. And this is probably misleading because most people don't have 401ks by the time they're 70. You can, but many people have retired or have rolled pulled them out over, of that. But done different things. The average yeah. 401k balance for a working 70 something is $171,400, and they're contributing 12% of their income into that. doesn't that. sound
1: high enough, but like you said, the numbers are a little skewed at well, that point. If you're cause... still
0: working because you have to in your 70s. Maybe Maybe it's because you want to, but it is a different dynamic. So there's some other things at play there, right? But okay, using that, so if
1: so, I would be behind the forty the, I'm,
0: somethings. Right? If see, I'm
1: forty and I only have average. fifty thousand, I'm I'm half off of where I should be right. by now. So, but what's it look like?
0: So what we said was you're I'm, trying to get to to one point four million
1: in twenty five years. You
0: got fifty thousand in the the bank right now. We're going to start with uh, a, a conservative a annual rate of return of eight percent. Right. Uh, and I say conservative, that may become high depending on the economic <laughs> <laughs> backdrop here, since oh, we are geez. staring at fundamental data that no joke looks like the Great Depression when we look at unemployment figures right now. It's crazy. It actually looks that crazy. But what's it look like? You have fifty thousand dollars. You're say, you're going to earn eight percent. You want one point four million. You have twenty five years to save, and we're going to put the same amount in each month for the next twenty five years. Okay. How much must you put in? Uh, I don't know. $1,086.19. <laughs> okay. Okay. So $1,086. But here's the fun thing. What if we could increase your rate of return from 8% to, let's say, uh, we're going to push it a little bit, but let's go with 10.8% because that was previously the long-term historical average for large cap stocks.
1: Okay. 10. 10.8. Okay. 10. <laughs> I so was like, you're busting that number 10.8.
0: And when we compute that, your rate of savings needs to be four hundred and thirty seven dollars a See,
1: month. See, so you think like a percent one percent or two percent surrounding here, it's not it's a really
0: big difference. It's, it's a why huge. we pay attention to expenses and it's why uh, it mistakes are so costly. Because if you make a mistake that costs you three percent, that can be a real ding. So uh Especially
1: late in the game, right? Like yeah. the, when you talk about your money doubling, I love the one where you say your money doubles about every seven years. If when you, you start start talking about your money doubling, like when is it most important? At the end, when the pot is the biggest, right. not you make in the 10% beginning.
0: A year. Yeah, the lo- <laughs> you make a
1: three percent mistake on a thousand dollars, it doesn't hurt. You make a three percent mistake on a million dollars, it hurts a little more.
0: <laughs> yep, and that's the crazy thing. When's the most last? The, the most valuable time that you'll double your money is the last time true right that's how that works yeah but here's what i also want to bucks a month doesn't seem unrealistic But here's the other like if you made eight percent right and we talked about eight percent you had to put almost eleven hundred dollars a month in if you had started at 30 instead of 25 or i'm sorry 30 instead of 40 so you have an extra 10 years you don't have 25 years you have 35 35 years
1: years. i just gotta work forever (laughs)
0: take take a guess at how much you're gonna have to put oh it'd be like
1: 200 bucks or something 300
0: bucks. $255.
1: See, nailed it. It's uh, crazy. Is, isn't that nuts?
0: The time Double. in the market is so important. So, what I just do, I want to grab young people by the shoulders
1: and shake them.
0: Just politely, them. but intentionally shake them just hard enough to get them to look at me with a little terror in their eyes and go, You and have an opportunity now. right <laughs> now. Don't squander this.
1: I, you know, and, and I will tell you, you know, people talk about their life coming in regrets. I really wish somebody would have done that to me.
0: Yeah, well you know what it's not too late there are always ways to catch up uh there are other ways to create because what we didn't talk about is we just talked about how to build a pat like a nest egg using investing you know what we never talked about what did we never talk about building passive income streams to supplement right out of the gate all right
1: so stick around for next week
0: passive income so passive incomes because those are really important in a robust comprehensive financial plan if you want to lower the you know it increases your monthly cash flow which means you have to rely less upon a nest egg to get you there so there are lots of ways to rescue a retirement and uh, we'll talk more about those next week in between you can call us
1: 541-375-0898
0: okay Uh, also you can email us at info at littlejohnfs.com we're on various social media so reach out to us we would love to help you with your specific circumstance. Uh, but we're out of time for this time. Katie, thank you as always. Thanks for having me. All right, gang. Until next time, this has been David Littlejohn. And Katie Shaw. And you've been listening to True Wealth on News Radio 1240 KQEN. KQEN. The preceding program was paid for by Littlejohn Financial Services. The opinions and views expressed may not reflect those of Brook Communications, its affiliates, or its employees.